Hello there. I hope everyone is making it through this hot weather. It's so hot outside and I hope that you are all well. You know, this world, the whole world has been going through some very unsettling times. And um, how we go through these times, a lot of times, is a really good gauge on how closely we're walking with the Lord. Um, what the world has been going through lately, as I said, has been very, very difficult. Some people have lost loved ones, uh, or had to work really long hours because they're healthcare workers or first responders. Um, some have been sick or very, very sick, and some have lost their businesses or their health insurance even, or their jobs, and some have felt discriminated against or even persecuted. And other people have just felt uh, merely inconvenienced or, or irritated. But how we act under pressure in all kinds of situations generally shows what is on the inside of us. Um, I know I've heard stories of people that uh, work in different uh, customer service kind of industries like at the deli counter at, at the local grocery store or whatever talk about being cussed out numerous times because people are just irritated and that kind of shows what's on the inside of those people that under pressure they just blow up and and foul foul words come out of their mouth you know God knew ahead of time that in this world we would have tests and trials and troubles and he helped us by giving instructions on how to deal with them. And we can reach a real victory in our life when we do things the way God tells us to do. And when we react to tests and trials and troubles and persecutions the way God has uh, told us to act. And when we do do that, we will shine like beacons in this world because very, very few people uh, act the way God wants us to act. So we'll just be shining lights. And that's what God's called us to be. He's called us to be a light into the world. And we won't shine if we're grumpy and crabby, or we complain, or we insist on our own rights and privileges. Or in other words, if we're whiny babies, we won't be lights into the world. You know, I've seen a tendency in Christians in the United States, especially recently, to you know, when something doesn't go their way, they run to the Constitution or to their own rights or privileges or they run to the politicians or run to lawyers instead of and before running to the Word of God to see how to act during times of crisis and what their rights and privileges are. So I just really encourage you when uh, you face things that are hard and difficult or troubles or you feel like feel like things aren't going the way they're supposed to, run to the Word of God. Run in prayer to the Word of God, and God will tell you what to do. And uh, one of the reasons that we don't do that that often is because the Word of God often tells us to walk in love, to prefer other people, and He tells us to lay down our lives for other people. And a lot of times we just don't like doing that because we want our own way. So a real clue in how to act is in James 1, verse 2. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So that word there, trouble, 
what it means is trials, persecutions, troubles, and calamity. And you know, uh, not just this year, but we've all, every single person that's lived any amount of time has run into various uh, sorts of troubles and calamities and trials and persecutions. Um, problems in their family, problems in their workplace, problems in their church life, problems, all kinds of problems people face. Um, some people <clears throat> face uh, worse problems or more consistent problems in, than others. But everybody does face trials in their lives and and difficulties. And the Word of God says that we're supposed to face those with joy. And how in the world do you do that? A lot of times I know in my life when troubles or difficulties come, at first you just have a really bad reaction because you're sad or you're angry or you're hurt or, or you know, just thrown off your feet by something. But you just have to get to the Word of God and and and. Focus on what he tells you to do and, and fix your faith and your eyes on Jesus Christ. So again, that scripture says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. And why is that? Because the Bible says, For you know that, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So God is telling us that when trials and troubles and tribulations come, what is really happening is our faith is being tested. So we need to think, oh, good, our, my faith is being tested and I have an opportunity to uh, to grow in this and show that I have great endurance and I can make it through this trial. So uh, let that faith grow for when our endurance is fully developed, we will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Another translation says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Wouldn't that be awesome to not lack anything? You know, um, th one thing that seems to be a big, big issue or a big problem, uh, at least in, in things that I've seen or in, in the United States, is a controversy over face masks and it's become a real uh, trial or a tribulation or a test for some people. And I saw a post that a friend of mine made on Facebook the other day, Lisa Cook, and she had a face mask on in her post and she um, made a comment that she was using that as an opportunity that she needed to wear a face mask. And it was an opportunity, to, opportunity for her to be able to praise and pray at all times because nobody could see what she was doing and she could be in prayer and worship at all times in the store or whatever and people wouldn't think that she was talking to herself or talking to them and it was an opportunity for her to grow and have endurance and to be worshiping the Lord and considering it joy while she was um, doing that. So I thought that was really awesome. I really liked that. Now, in Second uh, Corinthians, uh, now that was James talking, and he was, um, James was writing a letter to all the churches at that time, and the churches at that time were undergoing great persecution and great difficulties, more than anything that we've undergone or we could imagine undergoing here in the United States. So if they could do it, we can do it. And so the next scripture I'm going to read is Second Corinthians 4, verse 7. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. And uh, Paul endured 
unbelievable hardship. He was beaten. He was put in prison. He was beaten again. He was put in prison again. He had so many troubles. Um, so let's see what he writes about it. In verse 7, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 7, it says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And then in verse 17, uh, you know, what we read is, it sounds like really, really bad, bad, bad things going on, horrible things. But this is what Paul has to say about it in verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on not on what is seen, but what on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Isn't that awesome? So, you know, I just encourage you here in the United States, you know, if you're worried about, you know, oh, our church has to social distance or, you know, we have to wear masks or we have to do this, that or the other. You know, those are light and momentary troubles. If Paul said, you know, being beaten and put in jail and, and everything he had to go through was light and momentary troubles, for goodness sake, what we have to go through is, is really light and momentary. And, and so if, if you're stressed out about what's going on, just fix your eyes on Jesus and on eternal things. That's what the scripture tells us to do. And you can consider going through these things just joy. When I uh, get uh, kind of bogged down or, you know, think things are going bad or get kind of grumpy or think, you know, oh, I've got it bad. What I, an exercise I like to do is kind of a comparison, you know, well, who has it worse than me? Or kind of like a, a suffering or misery scale. And by doing that, I can always encourage myself. So let's just look at a couple of things here. Like the Apostle Paul, he was imprisoned, he was beaten, he was jailed, and he was beheaded. But he could say that he just had light and momentary troubles. And he was looking to Jesus. So if he can say that, then I have it much better than him, so I can certainly say that. The 12 disciples most of them were martyred and they had all kinds of trouble, all kinds of trouble. And if they can live for Jesus and have a smile on their face and they can be full of joy and full of worship and full of praise and be great witnesses for the Lord with the little, uh, tiny little problems that I have or, or little inconveniences or situations you know, our, my little things are nothing compared to what the disciples went through. You know, we hear a lot of complaints about in the United States about, oh my gosh, they're not allowing us to sing in church. Well, just think about in North Korea. Um, I'm going to read this little excerpt that, you know, I, I read a book about uh, worship in North Korea, and I, I'm going to read this little excerpt that I got. Um in North Korea, where the only permitted worship is the worship of political leaders and where all churches are illegal. 
where those who dare to disobey sing songs without a sound and raise voices of praise to the minimum level possible. In other words, most of the time they just mouth the words. A land where two people meet on a Sunday morning in a remote place. They pause, unspeaking, joined only by the silent understanding that they share the same faith. If they can be certain no one else is near, they share a Bible verse or a prayer point with each other and then go home. Now, in the United States, we can sing to our heart's content at home. We can, we can go out on our yard and we can scream at the top of our lungs, worship to the Lord. And in St. Louis County, where we are, we can sing, we can pray, we can share scripture just with a mask on. And, you know, I don't have the oppressive rules and regulations that they have in North Korea. And just because of that, I'm going to be so very, very, very thankful. And I'm not going to take that privilege that I have here in the United States for granted. You know, uh, many people... And uh, people in many countries wear face masks routinely because of horrible air pollution. China and South Korea. I have family members, uh, two family members that lived in South Korea. And they said it was so horrible there that you could, you know, it, you could hardly ever see the sun shining because, because the air pollution was so bad. Uh, whatever the weather was there that the... Uh, Air pollution would come over from China and it would just sit on, on top of South Korea. So, um, you know, the people over there in China and South Korea that are affected by this horrible air pollution, you know, they would really, really be happy if they only had to wear masks during a pandemic. Wouldn't that be neat? So, you know, I'm going to be thankful that I don't have to wear a mask every time I go outside, um, Every year, every day of every year, because the air pollution here is is so bad. So um, what I did with those things is I'm just uh, just kind of showing you that no matter what's going on in your life that 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 causes you uh, distress or trouble, just kind of think you know think about who has it worse than you, and you'll find a reason to be thankful and a reason to have joy and a reason to rejoice. And it also give you uh, something uh, to consider praying about for other people because you will start to realize there's a lot of people that have it a whole lot worse than you and people that could use uh, you praying for them. So in considering all joy, you know, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And joy um, is something that is contagious and joy exudes from you. And you can tell when people are... Uh, full of joy. It just, uh, it just comes out of them and it's so wonderful. And so I'm going to read this. It's Galatians 5.22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So I encourage you to, uh, when you get stressed out or feel burdened or you're undergoing trials and tribulations, to count it all joy, uh, go to the Word of God, go to the Lord, depend upon the Holy Spirit, and let this wonderful fruit of joy 
work in your life and deal with your problems with joy and don't run first of all to the constitution or to the uh, government or to politicians to run first to the Lord and find his solution, run to the word of God and see how God would have you address different situations that you're dealing with. And you'll find such great peace and such great joy. And you'll find that you'll be such a great beacon uh, to other people and a, a great help to other people when you are at peace and joy yourself. So I want you to go out and do that. And you all have a great evening. Bye-bye.